Hi everyone, welcome to a new episode of Like A Real Book Club, a podcast from Rebel Women Lit, where we talk about books and just about everything else. I'm Jereen. I'm Christina. And I'm Ashley. Today we're going to be recapping the Caribbean Readers Awards, what happened, what was awesome, some of the bloopers that happened, which you would have been aware of if you joined live, and some of the winners and some of the books that we hope to read now that the whole thing is done. And I guess in some ways we may be doing a recap of 2020 Mm -hmm. in it. So, yeah. First of all, congratulations to you and your team for conceptualizing this and making it what it was. I'm giving you a um, sign language applause. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, mm-hmm. they worked really hard on it. So, so how it was shows. that? Like, how was the working hard on it? Um, a lot of it in the beginning was looking around at how do you, like actually Googling, how do you create an award? And there's nothing out there, let me just say. The Oscars is not giving you tips on what to do. No, not at all. But there was a lot of information about hosting an award ceremony, not necessarily what goes into award itself. But I just kind of decided that I wanted it to just be very fun and simple and straightforward and at the heart of it it's just people who love reading Caribbean literature defining the taste and the trends of what's happening in the region so I know I didn't want it to have judges at all Um, so I wanted it as much as possible to be people deciding on their own and realizing that they have the power to decide on their own what it is that they like, what it is that they want to celebrate. And at the end of the day, just have very, just have a lot of fun with reading. Which isn't a thing, I guess, based on what I've seen on the outside. It's always a group of well-known people who are in the publishing industry or well-known authors who are doing the deciding on mm-hmm. what what books are the best of 2020 or whatever. Um, which looking at it's kind of weird because how are you not like, who are you? the consumers, <laughs> the people who are consuming this work the most, like people, the people who buy the stuff who are buying it. Like, how do you not factor them into the decisions about whether this book was a hit or not? I mean, we know that reading is subjective, sure, but if you're gonna do something like this, it makes sense to invite the people who are, you know, paying for it. To be a part of it. Maybe they look at the sales of the books and like those sorts of like statistics are not necessarily what readers have to say. <laughs> there's just there's a segment of oh people's choice, I guess. I don't know. But uh, this was giving me very for us bios. It was like a very like it was a very okay, we see a definite um like the um we don't see this particular thing existing and we want to just create it. So that's uh, that was that's cool. I like that a lot. Yeah, and I guess what I was thinking is that at least with a Reader's Choice Award, right? So you know that the books that are nominated and the books that are voted for are books that people have actually read, right? Read and enjoyed, I should say. With 
Um, although I, I don't know all the awards and I don't know their system for choosing, but I'm thinking if they're doing something like sale numbers, that's, that's not really a reflection on whether the book was enjoyed or not, you know? But I also don't know how those things work. Uh, I, I, I did find some info. I looked towards uh, awards that I actually respected in terms of the quality of what I've seen them choose over the years. One of them would have been the OCM Bocas Prize. The, they're pretty transparent about the nomination process and how books are selected, what books qualify to be nominated. Um, so I took a bit of inspiration from what I saw them doing in terms of how we would have decided the criteria for nominations, but I expanded it a bit. So I believe for Bocas, you could only be nominated if the book is by Caribbean nationals, whereas for the Rebel Woman that Prize, I thought it would have been important to open it up to books that are also based here in the Caribbean. So that would include diaspora work. Uh, also, it opens it up for academic work where we have a lot of academics who aren't Caribbean nationals but have dedicated their professional lives to studying what is happening in the Caribbean. Uh, things like that. I uh, would have just taken inspiration from with coming up with a criteria. I don't know of many that do based on book sales. I know a lot actually like boast about not looking at book sales. So the Booker Prize, for one, is one that is famed for not picking popular books or nominating popular books. We can argue that, but it's what they say that they do. They want to highlight writers who aren't always given the mainstream attention. Um, I'm not sure how well they achieve that, but for the most part, I can see what they're saying. Um, and that was a concern with the nominations for this because mm -hmm. there are some books where at the end of the day you can say vote for the books that you read that you really like some people are still going to maybe go to a category maybe. see a book that they want to read mm -hmm. like one that's really popular and vote for it yeah. not necessarily just skipping the category and only voting for things that they have actually read so i mean um, we do have our own flaws <laughs> Is it too late to say that I definitely did that though? So. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just keeping At least you're honest. I'm for books that I wanted to read because. There are some things you can't escape. Yeah, no. If you have like a really great publicist and the book is everywhere and people mm -hmm. see it and you're seeing a lot of great reviews about it and you go to a category and that's the only book you recognize, you may be inclined to just vote for it and. That's the bias that we just have to be. Which is of. also something that kind of happened, right? Because when people realize that their books were nominated, like people are sending out tweets to their followers. And I feel like that would also push people to go and vote for it. Even yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Not just tweets, like email newsletters. Like that part was included in a newsletter. Right. So, so that. Because that <laughs> happened to us where we got yeah. an email blast like, hey, we're nominated, vote for us. <laughs> like, I've never read it. I want to, but I've never read it. That's really funny. When you sent me the screenshot part, I was like, wow, people are really taking this seriously. I mean, but that's, that's cool. Thing. 
Yeah, I think it's really cool though, because regardless of how many people would have read every single book that would have won or every single book that would have been nominated in a category, I think it shows a great appetite for reading. And for me, awards have always been a place for discovering books you didn't know about. So I'm I, I really tried to emphasize it's not just the winners, it's everyone who's been nominated that you need to check out because these are great stories. Um, and people have said that they've discovered books from it. So like me. Yeah. I discovered quite a few books that I um would not have known about. Um and again, and I think this is something we've always said, um, when you're on Instagram and you follow certain follow um, bookstagrammers, you'll see certain books more than others um, all the time, every time. So your brain sort of only thinks of, think about those books to put on your to be read. But this awards and the different nominations that came up, I saw a host of books that I've never heard of before, um, but a host of books that are seriously interesting and that look really great and they're now all on my to-be-read list. Yeah, for sure. And not just books, like also content creators who are doing amazing work in the book space or the bookish space. So, I mean, I checked out all of the, the different bookstagrammers who were um, nominated. And I really like that that category was included too because I think it's important to shed a light on people who are actively trying to promote Caribbean literature. Um, but yeah, for the books in particular, um, as usual, it never ended to be read list. It just got longer with all the amazing books. And I love the breakdown of the categories too. Um, I think the book, I don't know if we're there yet, but the book that I want to read just because I love the cover is uh, off track because uh, I mean a few people have said it that the girl on the book kind of looks like Savannah and I agree and Savannah is gay so I mean it makes sense but um yeah I I there are so many different books that I was like ooh 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 when I was reading up on them because as much as I voted for books that I did I haven't read yet I made sure to do research for every single book to be like, is this a book that I would read? And there are so many books that really piqued my interest. So I'm interested in, um, I mean, when will I ever, I don't know when, when I'm going to chip away at this to be read list, but, um, um, soon. <laughs> I swear you're going to say, um, when life gives you mangoes in terms of the book and the cover, because I feel like a lot of people had, have said that they love the cover of this book and yeah. want to read it based on the cover. For sure. I mean, I was one of those people too. The cover is uh, frame-worthy. Like, you could, that print, you can sell cute. it. Yeah. It's real cute. It's real cute. Uh, one thing that I did like and I, I hadn't thought about, which I guess comes with the flexibility of us, being new and not having too many gears in terms of what we do is I hadn't included short stories that were published online before. And then someone mentioned it and I was like, oh, that's a brilliant idea. <laughs> so I just added it to the form. And I'm really happy with the stories that were nominated. I'm really happy. Some of them I hadn't read before. Some of them I already were familiar with the magazines. 
So I like that because it also gives the opportunity for us to celebrate writers who may not have a collection, may not have a novel, may not have been gone through the formal publishing industry, but are still able to produce stories and literature. So I liked that. And I hadn't really seen any other awards doing that. Um, I found a few that you'd have an award that solely focuses on short stories, but none that would focus on, like none that did the range of categories that we did. So I am, I'm glad that we got to celebrate those writers because I think there's so many Caribbean writers who, will, who have am- immense talent and will never get published because of all the politics and all of the distribution of resources that go into publishing but the democracy of the internet allows you to share your work and for your work to be celebrated by readers so it's that direct writer to reader relationship that we got to celebrate in this and I thought that was pretty cool because even this year I was thinking to myself how I don't um categorize reading things online as reading um it's almost as if I feel like the only way to actually read is to read a novel or a poetry collection but for some reason my brain doesn't think of reading an article um reading a short story published on a blog or in a in an online magazine as real like real (laughs) but as actual reading actual engaging a story and I'm trying to change that this year and I think I'm gonna start with some of the nominees that won I think I might have read Caleb's piece from pre I don't remember if I had read it but I feel familiar with it or maybe he had no he had read it at the first or second spoken and seen session um yeah 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 he had read parts of it yeah um and i really enjoy caleb's writing something about it just feels so natural if that makes sense um but yeah it was great seeing um short story writers on there um and it's good that they were getting some sort of recognition for their talent yeah, I want to shout out Petra Brown because I read or I started to read and then I realized that her her um story was actually recorded. I was just like, what? So I listened to it and it just, I was listening to it and reading along with it and it was just vivid imagery. I loved it so much. Um, and I definitely bookmarked some of the other uh, short stories that I wanted to read too. There's a really cool one by um, Maziki Fame on jewelry. And is that a short story? But I don't know. I, I had bookmarked So, and then obviously, um, Senior Squad, Mama, Mama um, well, I was going to say Mama Senior, but uh, I don't know. She's just fantastic. Olive Senior, Ms. Olive Senior. She has her crosswords in lockdown that I haven't read, but I had also I have also bookmarked. So yeah. But I really love that the um Invisible Scars 
story, the short story is called Invisible Stars and it's from the Intersect Antigo um, platform. And I really liked that they included um, a recording of it. I thought that was brilliant. And I something that you don't really see. It was just, it felt very authentic. She made a few mistakes and I was just like, oh, wow, this is, it doesn't have to. Sometimes when you think about literature and you think about creating a story and producing a story, you feel like, at least for me, it feels like everything needs to be perfect for it to just be released out to the world. And it was a reminder for me that things can be enjoyable while not being perfect and and things can be appreciated in a way or at a scale like the Caribbean Readers Award and it's still not this perfectly orchestrated like 50-man team that producing this thing like it just it was a great reminder of that so I loved it (laughs) do you want to I just remember the guy who nominated his book for every category Oh my god, yes. I guess we can talk about that. I, you know, I actually forgot about it until you mentioned it, but it annoyed me so much. So much. Oh like, so what were you hoping to gain? Like, it's one thing Nobody knows you. No, but I mean, it's fine if you're it's unknown, but for it's you... quite popular in Kingston Bookshop. Oh, um, it's one thing yeah, you're yeah. on the Oh wow, that's interesting. But for me, like I'm okay if you're unknown, <laughs> but like if you Yeah, that's why are you going point to this? Yes, I agree. But why are you going to nominate Spam. that you know Spam the team. like I'm I'm upset about the poetry collection. Like him nominating book in the poetry collection in the poetry category, yeah, sorry. So for those listening. Those who are listening that aren't in our Telegram group, or I ranted about this for a long time, uh, someone, and I know it's one person because they had the same IP address, they nominated their book multiple times, over 50 times in for best novel, and then they proceeded to nominate the same book in poetry, in translated work, in middle grade book, in young adult book. All of these categories, even short stories. And I was just, I was really annoyed because the level of disrespect that takes is is astounding. It's one thing for you to say, oh, I'm going to hack the system or whatever. And you nominate it multiple times in best novel. But for you to throw it in best translated work, young adult novel, middle grade book, I was just, just made no so sense. insulted. It's and it was so the same IP address. Please, if you're going to at least pretend to be multiple people, don't use the same IP address. It's like IT 101. You don't you don't probably don't know what IP address even mean, to be very I honest. I don't know. I, I felt like he didn't expect me to know what that was. Or maybe he I, I don't know. It was it was insulting and I didn't expect that I would remove a book nominations but I was just so insulted by that that I did it and I stand by my decision (laughs) in not including it at all and I know that's not a nice thing to say and it's supposed to be free and open for everybody but spamming the page there it was nominated 
hundreds of times. After a while, and I just decided to add a filter to the Excel where whenever it was nominated, it just automatically hid it, hid it because it was just so insulting to the whole process, to everyone involved. I thought it was insulting. I mean, it's not I even might... like you, you could have nominated it hundreds of times in Best Novel, you know, but then you got That's nominated the in all the other parts. In multiple, in multiple categories, it makes no sense. Like, there's no logic behind it. There weren't even a lot of translated work. works that were nominated because, unfortunately, translated works are extremely expensive and we don't have a lot coming from the region. So I was really looking forward to seeing what came up in it. And I just glanced at the sheet and I was like, oh, wow, there's a lot of translated works. And then I opened it and I was like, what? What is this? <laughs> and honestly, good luck to you, sir. Good luck. I know that your books are out there in bookstores and I understand you have an audience and I hope they weren't disappointed. And if it is that it's a fan that did it, I hope you feel the burden of what you have done to the creator's work. Because you just missed that opportunity to spam even further. I mean, it's just the audacity for me, though. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> it's just, the, it's crazy, like you said. I, I get that you think your book is great, I mean, if you put in all this time and energy into something, then you want as many people to see it as possible. But come on, if it doesn't fit the category of, uh, you know, like if it if it's a particular type of book, why are you going to nominate in a category Best that poetry not? book? Yeah, no, that that for me that really irked me. <laughs> why would you do that? Why you do it, young girl? A joke. <laughs> Cut that one out, but why would you do that? I don't understand. It just uh, what are you sipping? <laughs> That's the thing that bothers me so much. It's like it, it just had no logic to it. Like there's none. You nominate yourself in several categories, knowing that your book is not whatever. Like it just it you know make no sense. And I'm trying to think of non-ablest words to describe this. It's ridiculous on every single level like I, it, ma it made more sense to put it to nominate your book in one category and then keep voting for it than to put it in every category but it wasn't even voting you know this is just nominations yeah so that's why i'm saying like, <laughs> it would have made sense if you voted for yourself several times or whatever i guess i guess whoever did that felt like the only person I feel like the person who did that felt like the only person they could rely on is themselves. Because, I mean, if you have a book that's so great, <laughs> do what other people do. Like, send out an email blast, motivate as many people to do it, to, to vote for it on social media as possible. Don't nominate it and then just, like, in every single category. That just doesn't make any sense. And I feel like it's really counterintuitive. But Jorin also said that his book, his book is seemingly popular um, exactly. or is being sold. I'm I'm pretty in, sure you right, have a mailing list. At the very least, you have a mailing list for this book. So send out, you know, like a... That means it just... I feel like... Call up your church sister, them. So I think so, for them mm. to not even do that makes me feel like they don't... Is it that they only think that they're the only ones who can sell the book? 
or who will appreciate the book. Or maybe they never even wanted to win. Maybe this was some weird marketing strategy that we have not understood that You're we're bringing not back to. like all these bad memories of things that I just forgot. Like once today okay, ended. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> no, when you said marketing strategy, there are like a few authors that messaged the page upset that their books weren't nominated. And how Which comes it wasn't and I was like, did did you read what happened? Like you just not pay attention, no thoughts, (laughs) head empty. Like if if you miss the nominations and stuff and oh no, it's gone, fine. But at least read how the process happened. We we didn't, I I haven't nominated, I haven't even voted in it. I didn't nominate anything. I didn't vote in anything. I just let the whole thing happen. When there were authors that were messaging me, there was one that was upset that there was no children's category. And I was just... Excuse me? I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> I just got really tired doing it. And it was just such a bad time for me because I think at this point I would have paid for like a bunch of things in terms of just ensuring that the awards run smoothly. And then I had authors mad at me for not including their work. I, I don't I don't work for you. Please redirect your questions to your publicists as to why your book isn't on this. Redirect it to your marketing team as to why they're not paying attention to what's happening in the space. Talk to your fans. How dare they let this happen? Do not message me asking me about it, especially, especially when the process was not up to the organizers in terms of who got nominated. Like, like literally. <laughs> I forgot about this. In addition to it being like in in addition to it being inaugural, so obviously some things might might not be um, incorporated in it. But also, it's a friggin' Reader's Choice Award. It's right there in the name, Reader's Choice. (laughs) It's literally right there. Like you don't even have to go as far as searching for it on the website it's right there in the name and if your book and is I made sure to leave the it, like all the stuff in terms of this is how nominations were done this was the deadline i left all right of that on it and emails messages on instagram just like wow and i find that so like i don't know what the word is i don't know if offended is the word it's probably not but what gives you the authority to dictate or be upset about why we didn't nominate your book? Like, even if we, if even if the 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 awards committee is deciding on books, right? So what? Me for forget a book. What me for the permit? Where you go do? You go beat way? Like what? <laughs> what is it? I'm not understanding what gives you the authority. It's very weird. It's just so strange. Really, really weird. I don't know. I'm I'm trying to figure out if I forgot anything. Mm, About the awards? Yeah. Oh, maybe the literary critics? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, You'd be best placed to talk about that. And why why you... And people ask me why I feel mm-hmm. like this is this. So the other categories were very bias free. They're all 
nominated by people. I mean, some people did nominate critics, but I wanted to choose them because I don't think we talk enough about the value of critics in our literary landscape. I don't think they get the recognition that they deserve. I think critics awful value for readers, but also for writers, because I've heard writers talk about critics who've examined like the the landscape of all the things they write and they go, oh, I didn't see that. <laughs> but someone else pointed it out. They also have an amazing way of framing the way we read our books, the way we talk about our books historically and the, the modern books that are coming out. Um, so I just wanted to highlight some of the critics that have been doing amazing work with Caribbean literature, whether it's in festival spaces, um, accommodating new writers in academic spaces or more, I guess, more casual readership in blogs. I think we should be celebrating our critics. I think they, yeah, they they just deserve a lot of recognition. And I, I didn't see anywhere really hyping them up. So I just wanted to include them and also for people to be aware that their work exists. And if it is that you're looking for some context as to what's happening in the literary space, both popular and academic, you should go check their stuff out. And yeah, give people flowers while they're still around. I'm tired of people talking about people after they retire or once they die or like years later like you have to start green for people to give you attention right now hype up everybody who's putting in the work so that was it that was my bias section (laughs) in it and i'm 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 okay with that Fair. (laughs) fair you say that with your chest um i honestly don't don't think about critics when I'm reading um I guess a part of me is thinking about literature classes um when you know when you're writing your literature essays you have to look up critiques of the book um so reading for pleasure doesn't push me to read um critics or critiques of the book but I'm now remembering as you were talking the value of actually reading that because there one there are some things that you miss as a reader um, that's reading for pleasure. There are some things that you miss, and I think critics have really an excellent way of bringing things to the fore um, that can sometimes help you to connect more with the story that you've written or not. Yeah, so like Journal of West Indian Literature, Small Acts. There's so many journals that would have popped up and died and popped up in the region that I get really excited when I see a copy of it in a used bookstore because they're having interviews with these authors. They're referencing works that would have been written like centuries before. And I discover so I've discovered so many older texts from that's that's one of the things I really value is the references they'll make. I've discovered so many different texts. I understand a lot more of why some contemporary writers write the way they do. So I've revisited a lot of Kai Miller's poetry post reading critiques of his work. 
And I understand a lot more of where he's coming from, why he's writing. Sometimes like the writers will make references to something and it completely goes over my head or they'll write a response to something that someone would have said. And I can't access that work anymore because it's just not available. But here's a literary journal that's talking about that work or talking about it in depth. And it provides me with a lot more context. And it's a really nerdy thing to say out loud. I'm hearing myself right now. <laughs> so I feel yeah. like everybody who listens to the podcast will enjoy that. Yeah. But big up the critics, big up all the journals. I still cannot afford to subscribe to them. So I get really excited when someone sends me one. That, that's like a thing, a hint for no one has ever sent me a journal. But if someone wants to send me journals or subscribe for a journal, that'd be great. Um, but I love finding them in used bookstores and then I try to add them to the Rebel Women Library when I'm done. Uh, oh, and we got featured in Loop across the Caribbean. That's cool. We got a few Haitian followers because it was in Loop Haiti. So that, that was cool. Oh, that's nice. Oh, I didn't see that. I missed that. Oh, um, wow. Um, so when I go address the elephant in the room. Which is? We got featured in Oprah. Oh, Oprah. Oh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So big up Gabby for making that connection. Um, that was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Um, it was, it was a, it was a good discussion. And I'm, I'm really excited, especially when I saw it and how it was framed. I was, pleased with it I was most excited that seeing the layout of how it happened how they chose to do it that there are quite a few independent presses that would have been featured in O Magazine that probably would not have been featured otherwise so I'm glad that Rebel Minute and the Caribbean Readers Awards was a conduit for that that was the most exciting thing about the O Magazine. Like, I think it's great to have the exposure for the awards. I think it's great. Arable Women got some exposure as well. But the part that made me really excited was seeing those independently published books in Oprah's Magazine. So, yeah. So do we want to talk a little bit about the actual event and some of the, um, <laughs> some of the hiccups that happened along the way? Or on so start right it, at the beginning. I mean, okay, so first of all, I had done told you guys that I was going to come dressed up because, I mean, this is the inaugural event and I just had Your to dress was really cute. strong. Thank you very much. We all looked fabulous. But I was ready to come out strong. Like, you're lucky, you know? You're lucky because I was going to purchase a dress for this event. A long dress, a floor length dress. I love the excitement. <laughs> it definitely warranted that, though. Because I was just so excited. I'm just like, I need to come out. But uh, luckily, I didn't do all that. But, I mean, we are all looking cute, all looking, like, all feeling really excited, feeling really nervous. And doing a lot to figure out. What name? StreamYard? StreamYard. Yeah, because it's a We're doing a lot. neither of us had used it. We were becoming technicians. <laughs> we were computer scientists. Um, we were information technology well, professionals. Know, in, true, in true technology fashion, the moment you need it the most, it just flop on you. Flop 
So right as we were about to start, it was a massive flop. It was just you know? like it said that we can't go live, and I'm just. It was just so frustrating because none of us knew how to figure out how or what the reason was, and I don't even know in the end. In the end, what and we were trying to figure this out for about forty-five minutes. I think. Yes, it was like a solid. It was a solid time. And people are just like, is it starting? You know, Jamaicans and I guess Caribbean people in general are notorious for starting late and being on island time. But uh, we were very prepared to start at a designated time. And then the the technology gods were just like, no, no. Like, we're three people with anxiety issues already. (laughs) So that wasn't fun. Yeah, because there were people in the chat, because the chat was still going on, even though the thing wasn't live. There are people like in the chat saying, hey, you know, is it starting? Sending eye emojis. And we're just like, I'm sorry, we don't know what's happening. Thank you for your patience. (laughs) We're trying to work out technical difficulties. (laughs) So sometimes, when, like, if you can think back to any sort of like live event that you've been to pre this uh, um, panorama, you. You, you like you go there for seven thirty for whenever it's a great start and all eight thirty no start yet and they're okay, maybe not so bad, but all like eight o'clock it does start and the reason is technical difficulties or whatever it is. And sometimes you think that they're just well, for me at least, sometimes you think that they're just not prepared, so they're just saying that, but sometimes it really it really is technical difficulties. <laughs> because <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I and would mean, it fully that that's what annoys me. Would it fully prepared? Like we were on yeah. it already for about an hour or yeah, so. Yeah, we were. And then all of a sudden, it was really oh. annoying. It was really annoying because it was getting to a point where the time was. I mean, like you said, it was like forty minutes or something like that, and we had still not figured out what the reason was, and we tried every single thing. We're watching and tutorials. And their support was like, oh, you should. <laughs> Download Mozilla Firefox instead. And we did that. And we did. still never work. And we're just like, oh my God, what is happening? So I will get flustered because I'm just like, I know what what is the next thing. We can't just not have this. Like people are already in the chat. We have about 30 people in the chat already. And people were excited about it. People were ta- I had run into somebody who was nominated and they were just like oh yeah they're looking forward to watching it and i'm like okay cool cool pressure pressure but okay um (laughs) so it was just it was it was annoying people were very kind and accommodating which was great but i got a refund so yay for you you deserve that yes you really do because the the support was useless as hell (laughs) i mean who who is suggesting to download files (laughs) in 2020 she's like have you tried downloading (laughs) firefox like girl i didn't even remember your software (laughs) but when it did start i liked it yeah i don't know i felt like I um I got my refund, but I might use it again. Because <laughs> once it worked, it was a very smooth yeah. system. Yeah. Once yeah, it started, yeah. I was like, "Oh, this is this is cool." She made some points. I really she made some the points with the live interaction with the. Yeah, watching. that was so cool, and that the people was... in comments and yeah. being able to 
Yeah, it's easy to navigate once it works. <laughs> but she's a very embarrassing start. Yeah. yeah, she might just decide to be like, you know what? I don't, I don't feel. Like. I don't feel like working today. <laughs> so, what are you hoping for the awards, Jerry? Like, having done this first one, like, where do you see it going? I don't know. I feel like I shouldn't be answering that question with I don't know, but I don't. Um, I know there are things I want to <laughs> I want to improve. So the awards in terms of planning was like a three-person team that did a lot of the heavy lifting. A special shout out to Gabby who did a lot of work in terms of letting me understand how the media works. Um, and I've I'm hoping that she chairs the committee that will do the awards this year. I, I think she, I think she's just amazing at it. And as I think it's something I say all the time, but I don't think people take me seriously or I don't know if people have the interest in it, but I really want Rebel Women Lit to be able to have people owning things and doing things and experimenting in ways that develop them. And they're able to also create things that they like seeing so being able to work with Gabby and Sasha was just really great because it just wasn't a thing in my head and it was also great to see what they came up with and were able to execute Uh, so that was amazing the buy-in that we got was really great I think I would definitely like for us to be able to get some sort of sponsorship that we are in control of I Definitely don't want a lot of heavy branded type weird sponsorship. I'm not changing the name for no sponsor or anything like that. Where every second the emphasis is sponsored by. Yeah, no. (laughs) Uh, But it would be nice to be able to give the winners something Um, besides, you know, publicity. It would be great to be able to gift the winners something, especially the content creators. I think a lot of. I think a lot of what you do in terms of producing content, especially when you're small and just starting out, feels like a thankless job. So it was great for us to highlight the work that I do. And I, I, I enjoyed talking to all the content creators just before the awards, because uh, at the end of the day, it's a reader's award. So I wanted to center as much as possible readers, what they're interested in. And I'd like to grow that this year i'm not adding any new categories it was stressful enough doing so many categories i think i just want to be able to do the same thing we did last year or the same thing we did the first time around just better yeah i really liked the conversations with the um bookstagrammers and content creators um there's so much that goes into being a bookstagrammer Um, But it's also interesting just to hear what other people are reading beyond um, what you are seeing on Instagram. Because, you know, you regularly see um, the very pretty covers or the more popular books. But having, like, talking to them a bit more and seeing the kind of things that they like to read, it's really cute. I really like it. Yeah, and I loved how diverse all the reading was. I don't think any of the bookstagrammers that were nominated had similar tastes at all. Um, And whereas a lot of them post Caribbean content, 
I don't think any of them were posting the popular books more, more so. So I thought that was really cool. I also love talking to them about the things that they don't post on Bookstagram. So what are they reading that they're not posting and why? I thought those were pretty interesting conversations to have. And they were just really fun people to talk to. I, I think readers are the best people. You pre-select them as possible friends. It's, it's a great filter. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But it's true. Um, I was thinking that uh, we never really acknowledge the fact that this is our first episode of the new year. So why you said that? No. <laughs> I, I realized that we never said anything like while we were talking. I'm like, oh, we should probably acknowledge. So in closing, okay, I can close and say what I just said. Thank you so much for listening to the first episode of the new year. We are so excited to be back recording and chatting about books and just about everything else for you guys' listening pleasure. We hope that you enjoyed this small recap of our Caribbean Readers Awards and us spilling the tea on some of the behind the scenes things that happened. Um, Jorian and Christina and I are all super, super excited to be chatting again and meeting regularly to talk about books. And uh, we hope that you will join with us for this year. We hope that we have a lot of entertaining things for you. Thank you for listening. And if it's your first time listening, welcome. Welcome to the Rebel Woman lit community remember to follow us on all our social media i hope you have a great week stay lit i think we need to come up with like a closing a closing thing. there is uh, <laughs> you <are> both, um... <laughs> we okay. have been all year <laughs> oh my god see you at book club guys bye have <laughs> rusty See ya at book club. Yep, no, actually, you have to go do that over. Yeah, that's it. So just say see you at book club or do over what? Thanks again for listening. See you at book club. Stay lit. See you at book club. Okay. Wow, that was so good, Christina. You're I, not getting off the hook. I, I'm doing it now. Thanks again for listening, everyone. Stay lit and see you at book club. <laughs> <laughs>